We're back, the Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking emerging media, e-games, cannabis, blockchain, and so much more. Without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. Slip With three on. brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. I don't know. I just called, I was I was trying I was trying to think of a, a, a fresh person. It's like it's like a broken yeah. down Star Wars. Are you Disney minus? Minus. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to find the auto tune switch. All right, but um, so we'll, don't worry, fellas. We'll insert some music there. <laughs> I thought that was good. It. I was getting to some kind of. I was trying to think of where I was going to drop the beat. Hey man, but, as long as you believe in yourself, we're with you, man. Let's go. Welcome to the Whiskey Hue. We have an exciting episode today. We have uh, some special guests on, and uh, we're going to be filled with hits. We're going to be talking about some great topics, uh, great banter, witty behavior, and then uh, we may even get Anthony to sing again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking with the the Fan Up team. Uh, you know, Fan Up is a um, it's a startup that's. That uh, interactive gaming company that builds the next generation products and features for the sports and esports betting industry. Uh, this is something that Athul has brought to our attention. He's been in touch with the team and he's going to do a, a great introduction, but we're excited. I mean, they're sports fans, all about tech and investment. So we're going to have a great episode today. All right. So let's hit it off. So Tejas Bodiwala and Carrie Light. Carrie Light, right? Lytle. Lytle, my bad. I've seen it only a billion times. That's on me. All right. So we came to know Fan Up from the pitch competition. Sava 360 Ventures co-hosts with Namek every year. And we showcase baller, diverse founders disrupting the entertainment space. So media, sports falls into that entire ecosystem. Our sponsor was Comcast Diversity. And so the, the, the room was executives. It always is. Zoom this year. But from all the media conglomerates, Warner, Disney, Spectrum. So... Further out, so let's. How do we get to know each other initially, Charmaine? Sure. I won't say the last name. I didn't ask her permission because she's a lawyer, so I don't need that in my situation. So um, I should ask her, but she's baller. I, I met her several years ago at a conference. She's just dope. And then I, I came back in touch with her, and I think she's launched her own law firm, and she's killing it. And then I see she's blowing up on LinkedIn all the time. So kudos to her. But she connected us. Um, she mentioned, hey. I should connect with the fan up guys. They're cool guys, love sports, and they have a great startup in the sports space. So we, we, and then what we did is we, we chatted. I'm like, these guys are dope. Everything's Shermin, um, as advertised. And then we said, Hey, do you want to be a part of this thing, um, that we're doing? And then we just full transparency. I stayed out of the voting process since I know them. So I put them in the pool. There were like 75, 80 people, uh, companies, and they were selected from that to be in the top five presenting. And. So they're dope, right? So two interesting notes. Um, we covered a lot of this. Oh, let me, let me get, let me get, get one to think. So they were actually, so we're going to be, and everyone knows this. I spoke to Javier the other day, yesterday. So we are, they placed number two in the startup showcase. They were number one for about 32 seconds. So I'll tell you what happened. And I got the permission from Javier to say this. So when I told you there are 75, 80 companies, these three of them were routinely rated extremely high and those three placed one, two, and three in the startup showcase as well. 
And so then it came down. It, there was literally three or four points. It might break your heart a little bit, but three or four points separating you two. Like you were up. And then at the tail end, because they got a lot of the audience vote, just which was counted for only a fraction, they're up by two. So it was that close. <laughs> it was that close, like right? Electoral college versus you, you got trumped in this one. Sorry, so Joe Biden took it from you eventually. That's what happened. <laughs> it got more popular vote. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's how we came to know. So I love this. So we covered slightly high level episode twenty three on this podcast. This space. Right. It's going to be dope to get a, it's a nice compliment to that. We'll get a company that's actually entering these markets going granular level uh, with a legitimate business. So that's going to be it's going to be a nice feast for all of us. So I asked permission from Javier to talk about this. Javier's coming on in a couple of weeks. And I guess he mentioned you guys were hanging out together recently on the podcast. Yeah. How so that, man? An awesome podcast yesterday. Shout out to Javier and everything he's doing. Congrats, man. Can't wait to see uh, how far you can take this and uh, best of luck. Um, but yeah, you know, we had a great time on the, uh, on the Technori podcast yesterday, really explaining, uh, what each of our company, uh, is looking forward to accomplishing in the next, uh, year, uh, and really in the next three months from a roadmap perspective. So, yeah, so Scott Cartoon's a dear friend. So he's from Chicago as well. And he, he, he hit me up. He's like, Hey man, I just had you do this on the pod. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so he has massive reach. It's what whiskey he was aspiring to at some point. He has massive reach with what he's doing. Um, so, so fan up is at the intersection of sports and culture, creating next generation products, features and content for the sports and esports gaming industries. Our mantra is simple innovation and fans first. Always. And I love one of your email trails, uh, trains at the end says, may the best fans win. I love that. Yeah. I don't know if it's, bo- it's both of you guys. If it, if it is, I love it. Yeah. Um, hand it off to you cats, man. Tage and Kerry. Let's get it. Let's get to it. Yeah, man. Excited to be here. Um, really happy with the progress of fan up uh, over the course of the last couple months. We've built out our team to about 20 full-time members. Uh, we are launching uh, in the U.S. very soon. Our initial goal is for the NFL playoffs so we can capitalize off some really cool contests we're introducing in the market. We're talking about contests that aren't, you know, salary cap or points-based, just really quick and easy contests with fun content that anyone can um, can enter into, whether you are a sports aficionado, a wannabe pro, a sharp, or you're just a casual fan. And that's really where our lane is. Um you know, this 18 to 34-year-old demographic that we're targeting, the young professionals, which obviously spans from college all the way up to uh, fans that obviously are starting to get season tickets, going to games and everything of that nature. 43% in that demographic uh, of all gamers and sports fans are women. Um, so we're very cognizant of that fact. We want to make sure that we have fun, engaging content, personalized experiences, and then really cool brand prizes that capture every single fan's uh, attention and, and keep them in the app. Carrie, you want to uh, say anything real quickly? And then we're going to jump into the drink that you guys introduced. But Carrie, you want to just say a quick hello? Yeah. Hey, guys. I, I know that, you know, we were talking top of the call before we started the podcast about, like, you know, getting into this crowded room. And, you know, really at the end of the day, that's what we're all about. Everything else in the market, people are just kind of doing on their own. And we all want to kind of like, you know, talk shit. Uh, squad up with people like our friends, compete against rivals, uh, and experience like that Super Bowl euphoria every single time uh, we're rocking with our friends or or doing something to compete. So 
that's what we're all about is just bringing something more innovative to the market that's going to grow the space and make sure that everybody, I know you guys are all about diversity and inclusion, make sure every fan has a voice and can kind of see themselves in the action. Absolutely. So we appreciate that. And uh, one of the things with the Whiskey Hue is, you know, we're going to dive into the tech and the business side, but, you know, we got, we got to get our priorities straight. First, we want to dive into the whiskey. Uh, we, we, we set you up and we let you know, you know, with the Whiskey Hue, we have a whiskey of each episode. So we let you pick it. So we want you guys to introduce it. Uh, tell us a little story about why you decided to go that path. And then we'll, uh, what we do is we sip it because we all went out and got some. We sip it during the episode, and then from there, uh, towards the end of the episode, we give our review. We talk about what we like, tasting notes. You know, some of us say just just good or bad. Uh, some of us dive a little deeper. <laughs> but uh, so, what we want to do is just leave that, leave it, leave it up to the for both of you guys. Yeah, no pressure here. So you know, carry you know Woodford Reserve. I'm not a big drinker, but if I do indulge, I'd say like bourbon's like my land. So this particular brand stood out to me because, you know, it stands the test of time. It's been around for over 100 years, but it's got that vibe that's like modern and sophisticated and smooth. So in my mind, I kind of pictured it like Drake and Nas on a classic Miles Davis track. So (laughs) Carrie saw saw a lot of black and brown faces like, I better hit it in the lane, man. (laughs) 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 Let me say all the names they like. <laughs> oh man, I love this it. Guy is nice. Hold on, I thought for sure he's gonna pull in Biggie, but Miles Davis, Miles Drake, and Miles Davis. Woo! No, yeah. on a Miles Davis track. On a Miles Davis track. Woo! That's like, Woo! Man, we, that's that's going in our social media post. Carrie, that was that was great, man. For our listeners, just so you know, it's Woodford Reserve, uh, double barrels. What we're gonna be sipping on. Um, and we're going to dive into it. But thank you, Carrie, for that great introduction. Um, and, you know, now what we want to do is we just want to, what we always do before we kick off the episode, we like to check in, um, check in with each other, check in with our guests. What's new? What's going on? What's top of mind for you? And uh, before diving into the business, you know, we just like to check in. So I'll kick it off with a tool because, you know, he has a lot going on. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what's going on? What's new? The Tage Carey, our guest, you want to say anything? Like what, what's going on in your life? We'll get into the business in a minute, but like what else? Anything cool going on? Yeah, man. Just uh, excited. My niece and nephew's birthday is coming up day after Christmas. So just got all my shopping done for them. Oh, Always going on, uh, working out with a trainer. We work out outside because the gym is a big no-no right now, obviously, in the middle of this pandemic. Hopefully it's coming to an end soon. Excited where sports are. NBA is back. Doing a lot of fun stuff with music. When we do have time, Carrie and I are collaborating on a single. Nice. Uh, that Wait, what? Soon. I, I do a little R&B. Carrie does a lot of hip-hop. Uh, so that'll be fun. And, um, yeah, just I feel I feel like I'm back in the days where I grew up playing baseball, football, and basketball. I got to some pretty high levels. Not the pros, but was extremely competitive. Um, so my competitive juices is just flowing right now with fan up and seeing the market, the opportunity, uh, where we can really fit in, not only in the U.S., but obviously as we launch internationally in Southeast Asia, specifically India, uh, in March for IPL cricket and esports. I just think nice. we're going to do phenomenal things, man, and I can't wait. I like to say like I'm that mix of uh, – of like a, a Jedi or a Zen warrior, a spiritual gangster is what I always rock gear wise. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm competitive. I would say I'm like 75% alpha, but then I have beta qualities when it comes to family, friends, 
and then giving back to charity, which is core to our mantra at FanUp. Um, we're really about, you know, giving back and empowering, uh, as Carrie said. So, yeah, that's get, let's get hit up with some proposals, man. Some people, go, oh, some lady's gonna come after this guy. I want this guy. <laughs> bring him on, man. Bring him on. <laughs> oh, not, not, not to be, um, not to be completely racist, but let's do that. So, um, you would think of us three looking at the whiskey hue, who watches cricket? I know you're gonna look at me. It's not me. It's AG. I'm a very diverse guy, man. I, I like it. He's from PU. I can definitely see that. Well, listen. Sometimes we gotta. It's like it's like. Are you gonna be the guy who eats McDonald's every day? Or are you gonna you know open yourself up to having? Oh, uh, here we go. McDonald's, a billion serve. Now you want to change it? Okay. But Kerry, what about you, man? Let's get Kerry a chance too. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's interesting. I was, I love this like pivot that you guys have taken in the combo. You know, I think right now, like, of course, we're innovating, but this has also just been an interesting time of year to kind of like take stock and pause, right? Just for a minute to get your balance and heal and, and just think about like, how do we also create the balance of adapting? We've had COVID, we've had you know, uh, a lack of ability to connect with other people. We've had Black Lives Matter, which has been integral in my life for like before BLM was was a phrase people knew. Um, it's it's really had people bogged down. So I've really been focused on, you know, how do I, I get centered? How do I stay balanced? You know, faith, family, fitness, fortune. That, those are my pillars right there in order, right? Um, and then how do we also take, take light of opportunity to innovate. You know, the, the world of sports shut down uh, and Tage and I didn't. We, we kept growing. We grew from, from two to 25 team members, many partners. And, and, you know, we're really ready to take on the world and, and you know, bring some hope and joy and cheer uh, back into 2021 and, and connect people. So I love it, man. Now that you painted that beautiful picture, let me ruin it with um, a comment. So that's what I do. And not about your company. All right, Santa Claus. Oh All right, Santa as a surface, the new SAS, baby. I'll tell you what's going on. You guys, have you heard about this? You heard about it? All right, SAS, man, it's evolved. The model has evolved. Santa Claus, known to frequent many malls across the land, right? Can't do that this year because of the Rona. Okay, so what's he doing? Leave the mall innovation. Mall innovation has brought you wonderful experiences like, like J.C. Penny, Coles, and Cinnabon. I'm sorry, I can't even say it with a straight face. Um, they actually may have a moneymaker on their hands. I'll tell you what they're doing, right? This is actually legit business, and we should have thought of this. Since you cannot sit on his lap in person, oh. mall Santas are on the hire. They're for hire via Zoom. What's the cost, you ask? $49 for five minutes of Zoom lap time or $99 for five minutes and a gift mailed to your home. Now, obvious questions. Does this Santa also dance on a pole? <laughs> Pay him in all single dollar bills because <laughs> this is like Drake with a cash gun territory, right? I mean, Santa Claus sitting on your lap via Zoom. One, one, that's a great <laughs> idea. I never thought about that one. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Santa Claus was like, no, getting cold this year. So so as we as we get ready to dive into the fan up uh, fan up team, I want what I want to do is I want to start off and watch on both of you guys. It's just the painter story. How did you get from, you know, whether it's a garage, a basement, a WeWork, coffee shop, over the phone, uh, however you kicked it off to where you are today? Can you just paint a picture for us? Yeah, absolutely. So FanUp was kind of born and bred through two of my passions, technology and sports. Uh, being able to fuse those has meant everything to me. But I grew up, uh, again, as an athlete playing baseball, football, basketball, 
went to college playing baseball, injured my shoulder, uh, grew up in a household that emphasized education as a tool would know an Indian family, uh, older brother's a doctor, everyone in my family are doctors. So thought I'd go down that lane, but, uh, ended up doing a couple of things I never thought I would do. I majored in comp sci, uh, back then it was kind of a very nerdy thing to do. So I was like, I'm staying away from that, but I'm glad my mom had some great, uh, intuition and uh, kind of pushed me down that way. So anyway, long story short, started out uh, working for some great Fortune 100 companies uh, as a developer, transitioned over to the product side, worked with eBay, Comcast, and all the while just being very creative, innovative. I was just like, man, there's got to be something greater that I can do to really impact um, on a larger scale, but then also to have my own company. Um, So we were fortunate enough when Pennsylvania um, leaked out the rumor that they were going to uh, legalize mobile sports betting. And we saw the success New Jersey had, uh, you know, I called Carrie. I was on my way down to Miami. As soon as I landed, I said, yo, I've done all this research while we were on the flight. We got to get in this space. Carrie's like, I don't know much about this space. I was like, yeah, but you know about sports. You're an awesome basketball player. You love sports just like I do. Um, and we can definitely do something that's not been done uh, in this industry. So, we were very fortunate early on to meet some incredible people. Shout out to Ryan Moore, who's a Philly guy, grew up in Doylestown, went to CB West, won a state championship in football. I was captain of the football team, went on to uh, be the captain of the football team in Princeton. Uh, he is a co-founder of Accomplice. Everything he touches, he's got the Midas touch. It turns the gold. Midas Acorn, DraftKings. I think he was one of DraftKings' first angel investors. Uh, it's a funny story that's out on Twitter, how much his initial $1 million investment from 2011 was worth when they first went public. It's worth a lot more now since the stock yeah. just went crazy. But met him. Uh, he led our angel round. Brian Bennett as well, who's now the COO of Betfred. Uh, we partnered with the NBA pre-product uh, at a really cool conference in Boston. Uh, I, I can't even say the name Boston without throwing up a little bit of my mouth. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we've been on this path, man, of just innovating and creating all these awesome partnerships, meeting all these people. Now we're working with really cool brands and influencers, and we're going to build that into our core offering as well, as that's something that no gaming company has been able to do from a legal perspective. They haven't been able to bring on the likes of a a StockX, a Network, a Culture Kings, uh, companies that have just tons of inventory, like Atul has in his background right now, that awesome Jordan jersey, Um, you know, Type of stuff we're going to be giving away uh, in the app. Brand new pairs of Jordans. Uh, autographed rookie cards of Luka Doncic, Kobe oh. Bryant, um, you know, Supreme hoodies uh, from Jordan. Like all this dope stuff. Either wow. like, Even makeup kits from Kylie Jenner and Supreme as well. So everybody's going to have a chance to win. Um, that's always been core to our mantra where we say, may the best fans win. We want to build a very uh, social, friendly, and winning community. And uh, that's really our journey in a nutshell. Carrie, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, man. I would just say, you know, fan up isn't just a name. It's a verb, right? Everybody wants to uh, do things together. So, you know, my background, I grew up, you know, uh, Tage mentioned it, battle rapping, street balling. And, you know, for me, part of the elements we're infusing are things that were part of my culture where you – are experiencing things together, bringing people together. So, um, you know, when Tage hit me up and when we really started looking at this, I wanted to kind of lean on my professional background as well. So, you know, started in consulting and it really boils down to like helping brands uh, figure out ways to actually connect 
with their customers and, and their communities because I used to wrestle with like, how come these brands don't get it? I did it in the $400 billion like talent space, uh, creating digital uh, experiences and live events to help brands actually connect with like young professional uh, talent. And I was always perplexed, like how come they just don't get how to do this? And it's not what they're good at, you know? So I think one thing is we looked at this industry, even though it's fairly young in the US, you have a couple of very big companies and I think they've lost touch with what it means to actually always keep your pulse on connecting with people and culture and the vibe and how to move forward. So uh, you actually have to be immersed. You have to know what's going on. You have to listen to people, keep your ear to the ground and, and always make sure to give people what they want. So it's a really exciting time for us to bring something fresh and new. And as Tage mentioned, very early in our journey, all these people that are titans in the industry in their own right uh, and in different ways, like they've been waiting for something like this, you know, so I think this was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Uh, and it's been incredible to just kind of build this this team out to such a large capacity and just have fun and enjoy the people that you're working with and the mission uh, and the vision that you're all about. I love that. I love that, Carrie. And and thank you for that introduction. And as as the marketer of the of the group, uh, my my hat immediately goes to audience and competitors. Um so, you know, this space is on fire. I mean, we looked at DraftKings stock. It's at all-time high. We're looking at, you know, interest into the marketplace of MGM and all the major casinos are getting in getting in the marketplace. So, you know, I started to think about FanUp. And just for our listeners, you know, what differenti- differentiates you from those in the competitive set? You know, because ultimately you're fighting for dollars on betting, at least my understanding, um, at its very base level. And then... Um, how are you looking to, you know, move forward and continue to evolve and innovate from where you are today to down the line in the future? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I'll tackle this and I'll split it up into three different segments. One from a competitive standpoint, we all know the conglomerates in this industry, DraftKings, FanDuel, they got a lock on everything DFS and sports betting right now, state to state where it is legalized. Points bet and Betfred are doing a great job expanding throughout the country and, and also getting their name out there. Um, but, you know, what separates us is DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all these cookie-cutter casino apps, they all share one thing in common. They're operators. That means they create their own odds. That means if you wanted to make a single bet, like, hey, the Los Angeles Chargers look enticing tomorrow because the Raiders are missing all their awesome uh, defensive players, whether that's Abrams or Farrell, whoever it might be, um, so Herbert should be able to light them up to be able to do that. You obviously need to pay for a massively expensive license. You need mm-hmm. to partners with different books and casinos. And we're really not interested in that. We're interested in transforming this industry from a social perspective, utilizing data to personalize players experiences, building a community that is a lot more than just sports expanding to a point where we can be sports agnostic in our beta app, which has since been deprecated. We had a really cool contest about uh, the election. So, you know, who was going to win the election? Who was going to win the popular vote? Was it going to be Biden or Trump? Um, so I always call him Trump. Call him by his real name, right? Well, that's not his real name, actually. Trump is his real name. But anyway, I digress. So, um, so yeah. So from a differentiation standpoint, for us, it's all about fun, simple, easy-to-enter contests. I mean, you guys are sipping on some bourbon or whiskey right now. 
in the matter of just taking a couple sips, you guys could fill out a contest. You wouldn't have to know much mm-hmm. about the game. You wouldn't have to know much about sports. You wouldn't have to do anything from a salary cap or points perspective. It's tiered. It's fun. It's immersive. We mix in some funny pop culture content there that expands um, across the industry and really grows our market access as we can bring in women uh, and other people that are just casual fans uh, into this space. Um, Also, I would add to that from a differentiation standpoint, um, again, we're really not going to be doing what DraftKings does and FanDuel do from a one-on-one experience, right? If I wanted to make a bet on FanDuel or DraftKings sportsbook platform, if I wanted to enter a contest on DraftKings, everything is antiquated, one-on-one, cold, not friendly user experience where Mm. we allow people to squat up, do things together, uh, really be you know, immersed in a culture of being able to do things with your friends, have fun, just like that Super Bowl euphoria Carrie was mentioning, that March madness. Mm. Uh, that's exactly what we bring to the table. So being able to do things together rather than one-on-one. Um, and then, yes, we're, we're completely aware that DFS has, has shrank because essentially it is um, really tailored to 35 to 65-year-old white men. And that percentage of the population that's interested in daily fantasy sports they utilize bots. They utilize all this data and strategy to enter 150 contest entries at a time. Whereas if I wanted to have fun, I would enter maybe one or two. What chance do I have, right? It's like winning the lottery. So we're, we're very aware of that. We've done some focus groups. We've understood what the pain points are, why people would want to enter contests. A, it's got to be fun. B, it's got to be simple. C, it's got to be quick. And then D, aside from cash, which is king, we know. There's got to be something greater that people love to have, whether that's going to be that Jordan hoodie behind a tool um, that might be autographed or framed or a rookie card from Luka Doncic, like I mentioned earlier. Really cool brand prizes we bring in. And then for brands, it's a no-brainer. They've never been a part of this space, but we can create an immersive experience for them, an omnipresent experience where they can talk to their fans in real time through our chat options. They can know their fans. We share our data with them. Um, and we can do some really cool, inclusive things that aren't just silly little brand slaps like, hey, this contest is brought to you by you know, Coca-Cola or whatever it might be. We can really let them know their fans and their fans get to know them as well. So really cool experiences we can build out. Um, you know, when we look at the international market, we see that MPL and Dream 11 are multi-billion dollar companies. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job carving out the lane of daily fantasy contests in India but the user experience isn't there. Nothing's visual. Nothing's immersive. We really pride ourselves in having this top-notch UI where everything's big, bold, in front of your face, really fun. And uh, yeah, I think this is how we're going to be able to get our name out there, uh, aside from really mixing in brands, influencers, and really cool prizes and contests as well. So do you get to spin around the the friction, all the, all the friction of the like the FanDuel's DraftKings you mentioned? They have to partner with land based casinos to do their operate in those states. You you get to that hurdle is not yours hurdle at all because you're not playing in that space at all. That's a beauty. Absolutely. You're, you can just widely roll out as is today. Absolutely, we're going nationwide. We're going to be free to play and real money. So our real money contents on the free to play side, obviously, it's nationwide. Uh, we will be monetizing off a virtual currency points-based system. So if you want to enter this really cool free-to-play contest where it might cost you 6,000 points to get in, but the top 10 contestants win a brand-new pair of Jordans that haven't hit the market yet. Boom. Uh, maybe the Jubilee Jordans that just sold out. Yeah. Uh, so 
you could win that. But let's just say you have 2,000 points in the app, and now everything's gamified in the app, so you're going to earn points for everything, um, likes, comments, uh, sharing things, whatever it might be. But let's just say you need to get in another 4,000 points to enter the contest, you could purchase that. Now, real money contests, we are going to be up and running in around 24 states, uh, one of them, which is New Jersey. We just acquired our fantasy license in New Jersey. So we'll be monetizing on both ends. Um, and again, when you look at you know, DraftKings FanDuel, their shortcomings uh, in the DFS space, obviously there's a lot we can learn from it. Uh, and our goal is to grow the market. You know, A lot of people aren't interested in that. They're just interested in constantly taking, taking, taking mm. from the existing proverbial pie and getting their slice of action. Yeah. For us, it's all about just growing this market, seeing how much fun... We can have with it, but then introducing things like when the Super Bowl, we're introducing an awesome squares contest and then real money parlays. So, you know, I'm, I'm predicting it's going to be Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. That's just my, my damn it. Now, Mahomes <laughs> all the way, <laughs> so, you know, who's going to pass for more yards, Mahomes or Rodgers? Uh, will, you know, the over under hit, will it be like over, you know, 55 points in the game or something like that? That'll be a really fun game to watch, by yeah, the way. It would be. Um, yeah. But, you know, will Patrick Mahomes throw for over 300 yards? Will Aaron Rodgers throw for over 275 yards? Whatever it might be, we'll do really cool parlay stuff where people can do real money bets against the house, which will be us. And we'll introduce that really fun contest like squares, survivor, um, tier contests. And then when we move over to March Madness, we have something really, really innovative that the industry has never seen. So if you plug this in, I'm sorry if I'm jumping in here. So if you plug this, you don't have to worry about what you're defining the market here in the U.S., right? Absolutely. So the, 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 the loose. It doesn't matter to you if you just jumped into the U- existing U.K. markets, all the taxation, the hurdles that they're placing on them now. That doesn't really affect you as much as it does the flutters of the world, right? So that should is that a play for you as well? Like Is that as easy yeah. a play or you're focusing India U.S. right now, it seems more? International is definitely on our roadmap. So when we looked across the U.S., we said there's obviously a great opportunity here, but India's grown so fast. Yeah. It's become the largest gaming um, audience and demographic in the world with over 150 million mobile sports fans. And that number is yeah. growing by the minute, literally. So when we look at esports and the explosion of the NBA in India, they're crazy about basketball now. Durant went out there a little while ago and – he stirred up a little controversy with some of his comments, but all good, Katie. So uh, NBA is doing great. And then you obviously have cricket. IPL is a huge market. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the American Cricket League is opening in 2022. Ambani and some of the billionaires in India just bought all these teams over in the U.S. It's going to be a massive market for the U.S. And oh, nice. We want to be the face of cricket. And we're doing really cool stuff when it comes to cricket contests. Uh, and brands we're going to be working with over in India. So Europe is definitely on their roadmap. Saudi Arabia, obviously with Dubai and all these different places we can get into. That'll probably be like year two, uh, year three. Right now, Europe is such a mature market at all yeah. that it wouldn't make sense for us to go in there and try to stir things up and change a game there. A lot of people we speak to over there, they're kind of a little snotty and they always say, oh, we've already done this. We already tried this. Mm. We try to explain to them, you haven't done it like we're trying to do it, right? But uh, yeah. they're very far advanced compared to the nascent market over in America. Um, so definitely U.S. and India are top priorities, and we'll get out internationally everywhere else we can. So I love this. I love this. This gets me very excited. Um, it, it reminds me of the days of, you know, just innovating on existing spaces that, you know, needed that need that kick. Um, and you're bringing something fresh and new into the marketplace. So as you as you 
continue to roll out and you sports is where your passion is. Uh, how do you see that evolving beyond sports? And is there an opportunity or something that you even thought about on the roadmap of, uh, of how that play beyond sports? Because I immediately go to like award shows, like the, the Oscars or the Grammys oh, or music, or something along those lines. Yeah, you're reading our mind. We are going to get to a point where we will be sports agnostic. So blending pop culture. Uh, we are actually talking to this awesome group in Philly uh, called Lipstick League. And they have two great girls, Natalie Eganoff and Nicole, who are um, DJs or kind of like, you know, radio hosts, right? One works for 97.5 ESPN, the radio. Um, and then uh, Nicole also works in that space as well. But long story short, uh, we will be able to work with them on bringing in not only a female perspective of really hardcore sports fans, but cool stuff about pop culture. So to your point about the Grammys, the Oscars, um, you know, MTV awards, the elections, whatever it might be, like we're going to be able to cover content and have contests around every single thing that matters. Um, and our content will, will definitely hit home to that. It's going to be about, you know, everything that's happening in the news cycle, what's modern, what's fresh, um, and then pop culture. Yep. So, the the one thing I you know what I, I love the idea and after you know digging through your deck and then now you're explaining it in more detail. One of the things that catches me is one of the things that ha- happened with DraftKings. We were talking before we started, is that their their money that they have to spend on marketing. Oh right? man! And 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 that's pretty much because players are on. They're not a person never plays in just one app, right? They play on three or four, and, okay. and, and you're constantly have to differentiate differentiate yourself and keep players coming back where do you see you your your biggest hurdle in that space of keeping you know keeping players whatever hot players subscribers whatever you want to call them um from for constantly using your product that's a great question anthony and i think you have to be realistic about it we understand uh the churn rate um in iGaming companies when we look across social gaming from a perspective of casinos whether that's video poker video blackjack we see that the churn rate is upwards of 70% that people are going to bounce off your app. There's also a lot of statistics that Carrie's been digging into about day one, keeping that day three, day five, day seven, day 30. After 30 days, if the user is still on your app, they're yours to keep, right? They're always nice. going to walk with you. They're always going to be loyal. So nice. from um, a perspective of challenges, I would say that you know the greatest challenge for us is really fine-tuning our SEO marketing um, really understanding our users and demographic uh, as strongly as we possibly can, and then doing things that attract them, but then also gamifying the app in a way that will keep them involved. It won't be a situation where, again, I enter a contest where it's 100,000 people in it and only X amount of people are going to win. Everyone else who actually does pretty well, maybe they get their money back, like a few people, Otherwise, you don't even make it into the green. And you're like, what the hell did I spend all this time? This was nothing. They didn't personalize my experience with data I shared with them. I didn't get to talk shit to anyone. I didn't get to do anything with my friends. I didn't earn any rewards for this. And I can't even use my rewards with brands uh, or you know, for charitable donations or whatever it is, or even redeem my points for cash, uh, which we're offering and fed up. So I think when people get to know our brand, and obviously that will come with marketing, yeah. uh, we are hopeful that it's not going to be the insane marketing spend that FanDuel and DraftKings did where you literally turn on the TV in a sports game and they're every other commercial, right? Yeah. Um, we don't want to be that. Uh, we want to grow organically. I think some of our partnerships lend credence to that with the NBA, 
We have a league-wide initiative with them, so they'll help us from a marketing perspective. So it's going to be a combination of SEO marketing and organic growth. Well, you know, and I think intentionality matters. So when we first looked at this, Tage talked about calling me from Miami. I'm like, why the hell are you calling me about this from Miami? Enjoy the beach. But it really inspired him. And when we when we dove in, we we really, from day one, in our very first conversation, you know, Tage, what's missing, man? Like what we got to was instead of trying to mobilize betting, which is a ginormous market and there's some incredible people in that space and and doing that well, we wanted to really figure out how to scale uh, connectivity and entertainment and focus on the way people want to digest, you know, really think about the, the lifestyle and the culture of sports and entertainment and the way that that's shared. So that permeates, permeates through every aspect of our app and our company, the way we engage with each other. Uh, we talk about the brands that we're engaging, you know, the league, the league NBA just loved the way they focused on the way we're going to quote unquote amplify fan engagement. You know, they've, yeah. they've been waiting for this. So those, those elements of like authenticity and culture building are, are just as critical as the business model uh, and the features the, that those are really the glue that, that keeps it going. So we're not just drawing people in, but making sure they have a freaking incredible experience that makes them want to keep coming back. They feel that intrinsic and extrinsic value, and they want to share that with others. And that that really quick, the SEO marketing, we've been introduced to some incredible people on that side. We have a good team. And then we are working with uh, a pretty mature company out in the UK called Yodel, uh, which will help us retain a lot of our users. Um, So, uh, retention and, and engagement, we pretty much have covered right now. The next 10 years of this are going to be massive. The next five years are really going to define it, right? And we've, you know, we know the streaming platform, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. What a lot of people aren't talking about, ESPN owns a ton of sports rights, right? So let's see what Disney does in this space because I could see there's going to be a lot of activity here. So I think that's why I, I like that it's loosely defined and there's tremendous total addressable market, right? That's just going to continue growing. Um, I'm excited about, I'm excited about this. Clyde, take us out, baby. No, absolutely. I think this is great. And Carrie, I have a question for you, uh, especially considering you're a Boston fan as, um, as, as some, <laughs> I feel like a joke's going to come in somewhere. Man, they had a great quarterback, right? Leave him alone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, no, no! I was just gonna say, as as you as 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 fan up evolves, and you know, it gets five, ten years from now. Uh, who's your ultimate spokesperson for uh, fan up from a sports person, celebrity, etc.? Ooh, ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, I think it's gonna not be any one person, right? It's really gonna be a culmination of a diverse array of representation. When we talk about, it could be somebody in Bollywood. It could be an 18 year old athlete that's super inspired. Um, It could be, you know, somebody in the business world. We think about women of color. We have a strong representation of women of color in our company from, from our dev team to our legal team to investors. So I don't think it's going to be that one mold. And, you know, this generation that we're really focused on, engaging isn't quite as like binary. So just the way young fans sometimes are less about the team and they're more about their, their array of like favorite athletes. 
Um, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's a trick question. I don't think it's going to be any one person. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Bill Belichick. Where it was going to be. Brand ambassadors that really rock with us. <laughs> they're they're yeah. looking for one name, Carrie and Taze. But anyway, so yeah, just expand yeah. on, expand on that. Bill Belichick. Expand on that. We wouldn't say Tatum because I was going to be like, oh man, I'm hanging up. So what's a five-year exit look for you? And then I'm, and Clyde was trying to, I'm sorry, Clyde, I messed it all up. So what, what what's a five-year exit for you what look like? What makes you two happy? Hey, we did what we wanted to do. Honestly, man, in, in four years, I see this company and this is, you know, somewhat maybe some rose-colored lenses. Um, but I, I do see us being acquired for roughly in the 250 to $350 million range. Um, I think we just got to get out there, acquire users, generate some revenue. This industry is red hot to your to your point. Uh, Needham Research just came out that this industry is going to grow to be $51 billion in the next mm-hmm. five years. Um, the way we're gamifying this entire industry, no one else is doing it, whether it's India or the US. Um, companies are being acquired for 15x their revenue uh, in this space. That's how red hot this is. So everyone wants what's new. Everyone's going to love our social and um, extremely immersive UI experience. Uh, so we're very confident with our technology as well. And I think in the next four, three to four years, I was telling Carrie, if we're not acquired in four years, something's wrong. But that's really our exit plan um, is to work with some of the major conglomerates and, and show them our success. Uh, we are strategic partners with the likes of DraftKings, PointsBet, uh, and then leagues as well. Um, so it's only a matter of time. We just got to get out there, launch, and then accomplish our next set of goals. All right. And you're still raising, right? Still raising. Yeah. So we actually are closing our seed round, $1 million. Uh, It is at a $7 million post-money cap valuation. We have a bridge round we're opening because there's a lot of interest still. That bridge round will be anywhere between $650 to $1.1 million. Uh, We will open that right after the holidays. So that'll be at the same valuation. So nobody's missing out. Uh, We just needed to celebrate some wins, get out there and communicate a really strong message. Uh, there's been a tremendous amount of interest. So we're really excited about that. I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, we'll keep our, our listeners abreast of, you know, how everything is going. Uh, before we roll out, specifically speaking about fan up, uh, tell, tell our listeners how they can find you, how they can experience your product. Uh, because we're the number one podcast in the world. In the uh, um, so you want to make sure that you get millions of users uh from this podcast specifically so <laughs> yeah uh, so tell, tell, tell them how they can uh learn learn about fan up yeah clyde that's great shout out thank you for that and um I, I do want to take a step back and give a tool a little bit of a chance just to talk about the goat uh mamba and jordan a little bit i didn't really get into this debate. i i wanted to get into this debate we don't have enough time Come on, we got we we're got LeBron. A, we're LeBron fans. How about we give you a B? Let's give him a B size for ten minutes, man. This man deserves it. He's working his ass off. Let's give him a B side. We'll, we'll flip it into the next bonus episode. You want to do that? You guys have time to stick around for ten minutes? Yeah, hell yeah. Let's okay, do it. okay. Carry. Uh, okay. Uh, it's Anthony. He cries easily. Just go easy, all right? I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell LeBron. LeBron. I had a conversation with him. Clyde and I, we get it, man. He, Clyde, even Clyde's kids are converted, but you know they get it too. He even tried to push LeBron down the throat. They're like, "Dad, Jordan's better," and he's four. All right, <laughs> even he gets it. <laughs> Every generation, baby. Anyway, we'll pull that. We'll put that in the bonus episode for sure. Um, All right, awesome. So we're launching our social media campaign. Uh, we will be on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. It'll be at Fan Up. 
Um, some of the uh, handles might be fan up underscore app. Um, and then obviously we have our website. We are redesigning with some of the greatest web designers over in Hong Kong. Um, and we'll be launching that fanup.app. Uh, right now it's kind of a placeholder. We will be in the App Store uh, for iOS um, sometime the first week of January. Um, nice. So you will be able to find us there as well, FanUp. And then when we cross over uh, to India internationally, we'll be on Android as well. Um, so, yeah, find us uh, in all these different places, social and then all the awesome uh, developer app stores. I love it. I love it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a small break to sip on some whiskey. Oh. Uh, this Whiffer Reserve. Take a quick sip and uh, uh, let you let let everyone know that we're we're, we're trying it out. So uh, I'm gonna take my sip. Carrie, oh, yeah. tee us off, baby. You brought it to the table. Tee us up. Tell, what, tell, you, what are your thoughts, your thoughts on, the, on the whiskey? Man, I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm now in a Spike Lee movie, like where you're on that track, <laughs> like the close up, just like easing down uh, Brooklyn. Uh, with some beautiful weather out, that's how I'm feeling with the vibe right now. <laughs> this guy's good, man. This guy's good. It's like a, yeah, you're a storyteller, man. You're a storyteller. Get him in front of a crowd. Get him in front of a crowd. <laughs> He's got Vibe and Fanfare magazines in front of him right now. Fanfare's an indie one. Sorry. <laughs> you, Carrie, that was dope, man. All right. Taze, what, Taze you're not drinking, are you? Are you uh... I got some uh, nice little uh, turmeric chai latte right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's great. He's a responsible one. Yeah. I got, it's good stuff right there. I got work to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What do you, what do you guys think? It's, you know, it's, it's a much, it feels, it's, you know, it's something you keep in your cabinet. I, I, I don't get into the tasting notes like Clyde does, but you, it, it's something that you definitely keep in your cabinet. Uh, and, yeah. It's definitely, it's as going back to our source, source magazine days, it's, it stays in the, <laughs> it, st- it stays in heavy rotation. It's something they constantly have. It's a sexy looking bottle, and I like the amber color of it, and it's beautiful. So I always wonder how they get that right. So they they get toasty. This, I'm taking words right out of Clyde's mouth, right? So he gets a, he gets all touchy feely with the stuff. Um, what they do is after they age it, they put the bourbon into barrels which they've charred or toasted lightly, and a lot of that bleeds into the liquor, the 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 bourbon. So that's how it gets that additional kind of a little bit of smokiness. Still has some citrusy things going on, some vanilla and caramels what I taste. But um I mean if you look at it, this color's beautiful, right? That's a that's a beautiful color right there for an, a bourbon. Well done. And then I'll add I'll just add really really quickly that, you know, it is rich, uh real smooth and uh rounded on the palate. You know, it I, I just feel like it's a complex flavor. So uh coming out so you know i think it's, it's pretty good one thing i will say is you know i tried it on the rocks and then i did mix it i think uh i do like it a little mix with a little uh uh mixer in there that preferably versus having it straight so that's my opinion rookie. On, yeah rookie know. move rookie, rookie move, move. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's all about personalizing your palate so whichever way you, you take it it's all good so one of the things we do on the show is uh one of the best parts of the show is a, episode, a part of the show we call it Shit You Should Know. Oh. Um, if you've listened before, it's uh, we, we talk about whether it's a book you read, Netflix special, something going on in the news, just, you know, something that you want to put people on to. So uh, this this portion of the show will be Shit You Should Know. We like to, uh, you know, try to feature diverse uh, black and brown uh, founders, topics, wherever we can. Uh, but it's not limited to that. But, you know, we want to put people on, especially for our audience. So 
we're going to kick it off uh, with Anthony. All right. Um, so it sounds like he's prepared. I, Typically, I, I, he's not. Well, and then well, we'll we'll give we'll give our guests some time to think about shit you should know, and and then we'll roll in from there. Um, I don't know where we're going to put this episode out, but the big announcement from a sports side is Major League Baseball announced that they're going to start bringing the Negro League Baseball um, stats, and they're going to now honor them and recognize them. So you will start seeing some changes in the Hall of Fame from some Negro League players. Um, which is huge because it's been a battle now with Major League Baseball for roughly, well, 60, 70 years, about 60 years about this. So it was a huge down when it comes down to recognition. But it's always been a Negro, Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Um, so if anybody's there, just check the history out. But I think this is a huge move. So those stats from some of those great players who never made it to the Major League Baseball are going to be recognized now on a national or a well, really global scale. That's my nice man. My nice. Proud of the MLB, man. Long, long overdue. Very proud of Major League Baseball. So I'm, uh, I'm all about good vibes, good karma. Um, so I'm really excited about this uh, celestial event that's going to happen from a astronomy standpoint. Um, Jupiter and Saturn will be literally one degree apart uh, in the sky, um, forming one of the largest and most brightest objects in the night sky on December 21st. Uh, it's truly going to be uh, something similar to a Christmas star. First time in, I believe, 820-something years that this will be visible. Um, so really hoping that this is an omen and a, a sign that 2021 is going to hold great things for all of us, um, mm. not only the four, five of us on this podcast, but just every community, everyone that's struggling out there due to COVID, due to the pandemic, due to economical reasons, political reasons, whatever it might be. Um, I'm really hoping that 2021 ushers in just this awesome energy. And I think this is a great sign for it. So I'm really excited to get out there with my telescope. Um, I love everything space, any movie, any show, looking up at the night sky. I can't get enough of it. So that's what I would say shit you should know. Definitely get out there December 21st. Try to get into a clear spot, look up at the night sky, and you'll be able to see Saturn and Jupiter very close together in the night sky forming this incredible uh, brightness and, and light and energy. Look Very at this guy t- taking his highbrow. Highbrow, baby. High All bro. right, Carrie, you got to follow that because I'm not following it. <laughs> <laughs> Very poetic. I love it. So, you know, kind of kind of piggybacking on, on both these elements. You know, I, I really think, like as I said at the top of our conversation, uh, it's important to kind of have like a balanced self. Uh, but I also believe in always making sure you build a habit of impact and taking care of yourself. So the biggest gift that uh, we've gotten ourselves in my household uh, this Christmas is the mirror. So it is a wall-mounted exercise app-enabled screen with personal trainers and, uh, you know, workouts and fitness classes you can take. And it's also, I believe, a Black-owned business. It's on Oprah's uh, 35 list of Black-owned businesses. So, you know, I think it doesn't take much to build a habit of excellence. So, you know, you do things every day that are going to move you forward and move others forward. So that's what I'm all about. Uh, shit you should know is anything that of how that resonates for you. Like to, don't just talk about it, be about it and put it in action. I love that, man. So, you know, we predicted when we covered it on the pod that mirror will be larger than Lululemon eventually, which they acquired them for 500 mil. I think there'll be a larger brand. If they can spin that off. It's going to be huge. I think there's an amazing opportunity. I don't know if I should go after these two. Those are kind of dope. I'll go with some, 
Mine are always kind of low to mid brow. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna strip out the low brow. I'll keep it mid, mid brow. All right, Napoleon Hill. I brought him up several times. I always. I revisit his Think and Grow Rich once a year. That book, I love it. It's a go to for me. Um, here's another book that I'm checking out: Outwitting the Devil. It gets your mind focused singularly on success. So I'm, I'm loving that. Um, that I had to follow Carrie and Tage with that. So let me take a little lower brow for a second. K curve. We discussed that K curve. Um, episode twenty eight. Essentially explains the economic recovery patterns of those at the extremes. I love talking money, so I'm going to do this. So, A, the lower income and the upper echelon, right? So, Blade, if you've heard of them, is a company solely for the upper echelon. So, Blade, if you're in the New York City area, you know, we see it, the helicopter company, it's getting into the SPAC game, right? So, put your hand up on my SPAC, I SPAC, you SPAC, we SPAC, baby. Everyone's SPACing right now. So, if you've been on West Side Highway and 35th Street or something like that, You'll see it. Uh, it's it's a helicopter pad that the upper 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 echelon gets used. Like you know, for three hundred dollars, you can get to Laguardia in five minutes. You can get to Hamptons in eight hundred dollars. Uh, you know, so I know because some of my my friends were hit me up <laughs> about this. So Uber has now pulled out of this space. They're they're dialing down their operations. Blade is ramping up. What they do is you know basically, and they've mimicked Uber. They don't own any inventory. And they basically is an app. It's a connection app, right? So it's a platform where you can hire and they take a fee, which is, it's kind of dope. And then they offer this experience on the ground that if you've ever been in a helicopter, it's just nice. It's lounge, hot towels, nice drinks, <laughs> but it's kind of dope. Everyone's backing up. So, and it's a private equity group, KSL. They also own another aviation company. So there might be synergies there and look for that spinoff to happen in like three, four years. Oh man, that, that was great. Thanks for sharing. Oh, and then. That was real highbrow right there. You know, I see the commercial. Yeah, highbrow. Um, like it. So to close it out, um, I want to I want to give a, a kudos, kind of lowbrow, highbrow mixed together to Jeff Bezos for cheating on his wife. All right, stick <laughs> with me here. <laughs> well, oh, um, to the storytelling side too. With oh God. there we go, there we go, there we go. I, wanna, I'm uh, I know what's going to happen. I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> Uh, it's too simple. It's too simple. Right. I want to talk. All right. Uh, I just want to shout out to, um, Mackenzie. Uh, uh, what's her first name? Uh, I forgot already. That's it. Mackenzie. That's her first name. Oh yeah. McKen- yeah. Mackenzie, Mackenzie Bezos. Bezos. Um, she's donated $4.2 billion over the last four months, uh, to various charities, but something near and dear to my heart are HBCUs, historically black, uh, colleges and universities. I went to Morehouse, so that's one that received a donation early on. Uh, but she just released another round of uh, donation to a lot of HBCUs, various stages from 15 million to 50 million for some universities who've never had those type of, of donations. Uh, the reason why I think this is great is because I know that Jeff Bezos really didn't do a lot with uh, on the philanthropy side for you know individuals or individual organizations. I think his stance was always centered around he's trying to, you know, do space travel to make sure we're ready to go to the moon or to go to Mars or whatever the case may be. So uh, her getting that, getting her 25% share of the Amazon uh, stock uh, has been really been been really helpful for a lot of organizations. So I just wanted to shout out Mackenzie Bezos for donating and really uh, diversifying her funds across, you know, HBCUs and a number of other other organizations. Nice. I think so far it's been 384 organizations that she's donated to um, a total of four, $4 billion. So incredible. That's amazing. Incredible. So that was shit you should know. 
this has been a great episode uh, with the Fan Up team. Once we get ready uh, and get the go ahead from the team that they're going to be launching uh, for our audience, we're going to do something special for you guys and make it a special shit you should know and uh, make sure that everyone is aware. I think Carrie was going to mention something. Yeah, two things. Wonder One is when we launch, we're going to create a special promo code for all your listeners. Uh, oh. It's podcast because you should be rewarded for for hanging out with some awesome people. And the second <laughs> shit you should know is Jordan is definitely the GOAT. Oh, and on that and on that note, thank you for uh, listening to another episode of the Whiskey Hue. Uh, we're we're gonna have to uh, delete this episode because it's been compromised with Jordan uh, uh, nonsense. <laughs> but hey, check us on. out. Check, listen, check. Listen. Clyde, LeBron is the goat. If traveling, flopping, complaining, and crying. <laughs> They're all contributing <laughs> factors in that matter. He is the GOAT. Absolutely. And on, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, check us out on our platform, uh, whiskeyhue.com. And uh, uh, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.